0: What is good everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, November 25th. Hopefully all you guys had a great weekend, man. I had a really nice weekend. Even though it's getting kind of cold out here in LA, I had a really good weekend. I enjoyed myself. A lot of good college football on, a lot of good college basketball on. Man, I watched the Charleston Classic where uh Florida won the championship game, but it was a really good semifinal game between Xavier and Yukon. Uh that went to double overtime, which should be a good uh big East matchup for years to come between Dan Hurley and Travis Steele. Um I watched the um what is it? The Myrtle Beach invitational excuse me between a lot of different teams but ended up the championship game ended up being between Baylor and Villanova where the Baylor um, Bears ended up winning that. It was a lot of good college basketball games on um, this past weekend and college football too and some good NFL games, but my Rams do play the Ravens tonight, and that's going to be a really, really good matchup for Monday Night Football. Also, my Michigan State Spartans are playing in the Maui Invitational Tournament out in Hawaii, which features a couple good teams between my Spartans, um, Georgia, Dayton, Uh, UCLA, Kansas, it's a a BYU's in it too, it's a really good tournament field that starts today in a few hours, I'm about to watch some of those games, but before I get in any further, I also want to give a big shout out to my little brother David and my grandma, who both had birthdays yesterday on Sunday, November 24th, so shout out to both of them, love them both to death, but with that being said, so today, man, I want to talk about two of the younger stars in the NBA. I can call them stars because I believe they will be stars. One is already showing it, and two, the other one is already pretty much showing flashes. But the first one is Luka Doncic. Now, Luka, man, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. He has exceeded my expectations by a lot. And I know, like, I don't think anybody expected Luka to be where he's at right now um, going into the league. But, man. He is on a tear right now. He is determined, kind of like LeBron, to get his team to the playoffs right now. And I don't think he has the same motivation as LeBron, obviously, because he's never been to the playoffs, but he's playing his butt off right now. He's currently averaging 29.9 points per game, 30 points per game, pretty much, 10.4 assists per game and 9.7 assists per game. When when The first time I heard about Luka Doncic, the year before he got drafted in the 2018, when he was the third overall pick, was was pretty much they were saying like he's going to be an NBA player he's one of the top players in Europe he's from Slovenia the only gripe that I had against his game I knew he was going to be good as I stated but the only gripe that I had against his game was the fact that he was kind of slow and he still kind of is slow and I thought he was going to have a lot of trouble adjusting to the pace and the speed of the game in the NBA but he's picked up on that pretty fast and pretty quick he's gotten adjusted to that easily and now he looks like a Totally different breed. He's scoring 40 points pretty much whenever he wants to. He's throwing lobs to all of his teammates. He knows how to find them. And he is just playing with a different type of swag right now. Like, he has the Mavericks looking like they're going to be in the playoffs. Me, personally, I'm not going to lie. I had the Mavericks sitting at the ninth seed trying to fight for that AC, But I have them ultimately missing the playoffs. And that could still be the case because it is still early in the season. But the way he's playing right now, I want to see him in the playoffs as bad as anybody. Because I thought the Pelicans were going to have a better season. I still think the Pelicans could still have a better season. They're just dealing with a lot of injuries, including Zion. Lonzo's hurt. Josh Hart was hurt. Uh, Brandon Ingram was hurt for a few games, but he's back now. But the Mavericks are playing really, really well, and it's on the heels of Luka Doncic. I thought this was going to be Porzingis' team, and even though Porzingis wasn't drafted to Dallas, and you know he's not the face of the franchise like that, I thought he was going to be the best player still that's not the case Luca is the best player and he's not even 21 years old yet and that's the crazy part I'm actually a couple months older than Luca or I'm a month older than Luca which is crazy or not even a month I'm like a couple weeks earlier but I was born in January 30th 1999 Luca was born in like the early February 1999 that's crazy. Luka is not even 21 yet, and he's dominating the league like this. And I know, you know, it's going to be a whole bunch of, a lot of talent that comes into the league at 19, you know, 20, and they're young and dominating. And, like, Donovan Mitchell was one of them. You know, even Kobe, you know, he came into the league at 17, but still, he was killing by 20 years old. And so, it's just like, man, to see him rapidly progressing like the way that he is it's nobody that can stop them right now. I watched that game versus the Rockets yesterday where they pretty much dominated Houston at Houston. And low key, it's not a major rivalry, but it's definitely, you have some bragging rights when you beat each other in that state of Texas, the Lone Star State, between Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio, who's pretty much run it for the past decade or so. But still, those two teams, you know, Houston and Dallas got a little beef, nothing crazy, but still. They went to Houston. And they handled the Rockets. Like, James Harden was cooking, of course. Russell Westbrook was playing pretty well. The Rockets as a whole played pretty well. But nobody on that court yesterday played better than Luka Doncic. He was the absolute catalyst. And he was killing the Rockets. Like, they they had no defense for him. He can shoot deep threes, like Steph Curry range deep threes. He doesn't shoot them as often as, say, Steph or even Trey Young. But if he wanted to, he can hit them. His crossover is not it's not crazy any or anything like that but it's a killer crossover he will get you with it and if you're not playing your best defense he will hit you with a couple moves they had so many different defenders on the Rockets guarding Luka Dante yesterday and nobody had success doing it they had Tabo Sevalosha guarding him. they had Russell Westbrook trying to guard him. they had PJ Tugger trying to guard him, and not one of those players who are all really good defensive players could guard Luka that's how good he's playing right now so big shout out to him um Last night, he had 41 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, and a win at Houston, which is a big-time thing. And right now, the Mavericks are currently tied for fourth place in the West alongside the Utah Jazz. So, just like that same game, man, Luka is definitely hooping. I'm excited to watch him. Another thing, though, I've seen a lot of people saying, like, he's the next LeBron, he's the next top point guard, he's going to be one of the greatest point guards of all time. Let's just slow that down a little bit because – as great as I'm saying he's going to be, he's going to be great. I definitely think he will be in the Hall of Fame. Do not get it twisted. But you cannot keep judging these dudes off their regular season performances. And I'm not saying the regular season doesn't matter. But if you guys know, Hall of Fame players in any sport, they make their legacy and their name in the playoffs. That's when it matters the most. Kobe, and now look at it. Some players have, co- have playoff appearances like Kobe, where he airballed that first shot and he looked bad. Some players have a Donovan Mitchell, type first playoff appearance and they're killing and so it just varies but me personally I usually judge young players off their second playoff appearance because then they're adjusted they know the game they know what it's like they know the pressure they know you got to height you know heighten your game a little bit so I'm just saying before you guys cry them all this stuff let's at least watch him play in the playoffs that's it that's all I ask because he is a great player don't let that take away the fact from anything but stop the comparisons stop saying you know what he's gonna be We all know what he's going to be. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be one of the greatest Dallas Mavericks of all time. I have no doubt in my mind. But we still got to see him in the playoffs. That's my only thing. So that that is that. Moving on, though. Another young player that I had to get to because, you know, he's cooking right now, too. His team hasn't had the success, you know, the same success as the uh, Mavericks. But he's still showing that he's going to be another really top-talented guard in this league, and that is John Morant. Now, John Morant, we all know, blew up last year playing for Murray State. A lot of us didn't even know where Murray State was located, but it's a small school in um, Kentucky. We all know John Morant, 6'3 point guard. He's from Dotsdale, South Carolina, went to Sumter High School. Man, and he's not even 21 either. He doesn't turn 21 until August of next year, so I'm older than him too, which sounds crazy. But right now, John Morant is averaging 19.1 points per game, 3.1 3.1 rebounds per game, six assists per game, shooting forty seven percent from the field goal. Now or from the from the field. John Morant, I knew he was gonna be good watching him last year in college because he really took over, but Again, just like Luka, I did not expect this dude to be this good this fast and this early in the season. Now, I've I've only watched him twice, you know, real-time games, and he looked good in both. I watched him in the season opener versus my Miami Heat, who are playing really good right now, even though they lost, or or the Grizzlies lost that game. And I watched them the other night. They played the Lakers at home, and they actually brought out the old-school throwback Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys, which are fire, which are one of the best jerseys in the entire NBA, and he was... Cooking against the Lakers. The Lakers, who are a really, really good defensive unit, and we're gonna talk about the Lakers in a minute too. The Lakers had no real defense for John Morant. That's how good of a player he is right now. And look, I know you know the Lakers got some pieces, but they couldn't guard this dude, man. He's too fast, he's too athletic. He's strong, and he doesn't even look like he's strong. He's still skinny. He still looks like that college kid that's skinny, but it doesn't matter. He knows how to finish like nobody I've ever seen. He has a Kyrie Irving-level touch. He has this little scoop layup shot that is almost unguardable. He, It's like he, it just rolls off his fingers, like kind of like a finger roll, but it's like he scoops it, and nobody can block it. I haven't seen it been blocked yet. He is just so crafty when, when it comes to passing, when it comes to scoring, whatever the case may be. This dude is a treat to watch, and the Memphis Grizzlies, even though, as I said, they haven't had the same success as the Mavericks, they're going to be really good in a few years because they have some good pieces. They have their core pieces in John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and a couple other players. As long as they surround those two with talent for the next few years consistently and Dylan Brooks, the Grizzlies are going to be good, and John Morant just like Luka Doncic is going to be that same type of catalyst for his team because they run the offense, they run it to a T, they know what their coaches want, and they're going to be super successful. But watching John Morant, he had this layup uh, the other day, excuse me, where pretty much he was going to the rack. I think he blew by either Danny Green or KCP, and he blew by him, and Dwight Howard was waiting on him to block the shot. He literally has the ball in his right hand. He goes up and under. And as the Dwight is trying to block it, he switches the ball in mid-air to his left hand and finishes the layup for an and one. Or I think it, sh- it was either... Yeah, I think it was an and one. And I looked at that like, oh my goodness. I haven't seen it finish like that in an NBA game since Allen Iverson. That was the last person I've seen it actually in midair while getting his j- layup contested, switch hands and finish it. That was the last time I've ever seen anything like that. And I'm not saying he's Allen Iverson, but that move... Reminded me of Allen Iverson. John Morant, man, I'm so glad to see this dude blow because literally he's just the perfect player. Like, like he went to um excuse me, Murray State, dominated, and now look at him. And that's just that's another thing. Like, kids out there, if y'all listen to this, it's not always about the name in the front of the jersey. It's not always about the hype and the prestige that comes with the name in front of the jersey. John Morant went to a place where they didn't want him, but they needed him, and they barely even found him. I heard it. they found him in, like, some back gym of an AU tournament, and he goes to Murray State. He puts on a show. He gives a whole bunch of, you know, notice, and and Murray State has put out a couple other players, too. Don't get it twisted, but John Morant really put that score on another level, and now he put himself on the map more than anything, so shout out to John Morant. He's hooping right now. I cannot wait to watch him and Luca dominate the league for years to come. They are super, super fun to watch. Now, as always, I also mentioned, excuse me, I got to talk about the Lakers defense right now because the Lakers are currently hooping and not even that, they're playing way better defense than pretty much anybody suspected. Look, I thought the Lakers past offseason were going to get either Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard. I thought they were going to get one of those players. They missed out on both. Rob Pelinka had to scramble to find some talent. He gets a couple of players like Danny Green. Um, they re-sign KCP. They get Quinn Cook. They get DeMarcus Cousins, who's still hurt, sadly. But the Lakers defensively are one of the, if not the best team on defense, they are one of the best teams on defense. Now, let me read y'all some stats. Right now, the Lakers are only allowing opponents points per game, 103.1 points per game for opponents. That is really good, especially for NBA teams because most NBA teams average somewhere between like, I want to say like 105 to like 112 is what most NBA teams average in points per game as a whole. So they're holding them to 103 points and 0.1 points per game. In the paint, they're only allowing 45 points per game in the paint. Think about that. NBA games are what? They're 12 or yeah 15 minute quarter, no, 12 minute quarters, 12 times 4, 48. 48 minutes per game, they're only allowing 45 points in the paint. Most teams allow somewhere between 50 to 60 points per game in points in the paint. The Lakers only giving up 45. Another stat, they're averaging 7.6 blocks per game. Between Anthony Davis, who's averaging 3 blocks a game himself, Dwight Howard, who's averaging 1.6 blocks per game, and JaVale McGee are averaging 1.3 blocks per game. All three of those guys we all know are really good defensive big men, but they've really stepped up their play. And we all knew Anthony Davis was an elite-level shot blocker. He's up there with Rudy Gobert and a couple other players. But what Dwight Howard is doing has been throwback Dwight. And I'm happy for Dwight Howard. You guys already know. I talked about Dwight a couple weeks ago. What he's doing right now, he's elevated his level of play. He's making a case for why L.A., um, or why he should have stayed in LA the first time after he had that rough, you know, first go round playing alongside Kobe and Steve Nash. But now he's rejuvenated. As I said, he's playing much better. He loves being here. He appreciates the game. He's he's not dealing with injuries like he was the last time. He's not dealing with a whole bunch of stuff in his personal life. he's just hooping, and he's being a really effective player for the Lakers, and so shout out to Dwight for that, because a lot of people get his age, they start complaining, they start, you know, saying they deserve a bigger role, Dwight is just loving the game, he's still on that non-guaranteed deal, but I think he's going to play himself into, you know, maybe a two-year contract, honestly, maybe a one-year contract, I don't know, but the way he's playing, he's playing really good, and you cannot knock that, he looks like he still has about four to five years left, and that's just that, so shout out to him, um, and some other stats, though, for the Lakers' defense. They're also averaging 8.5 steals per game, which is really good. And they're only averaging somewhere around 20.1 fouls per game. A lot of teams average between 22 to 26 fouls per game. So Lakers, man, they are locked in. Give a lot of credit to Frank Vogel. Give a lot of credit to their personnel and Rob Pelinka, the general manager. But man, they're just getting it done. From Danny Green to KCP to Rondo to LeBron, who's played really good defense. Uh, everybody on the Lakers has played solid defense for the most part and they look like they are the best defensive unit in the league and that's in a league with the Clippers who we all know who they have. Um Utah Jazz are really consistent every year, mostly because of Rudy Gobert, um, and a few other teams. But man, the Lakers, to me right now, by far look like the best defensive team in the NBA. So shout out to the Lakers defense. They're getting it done. They're doing what they got to do. They're winning games and man, they got the like I said, they got the best record in the NBA right now. 14 and 2 and It doesn't look like anybody's going to stop him right now, especially the way LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing and and the role players alongside of them. It's looking good. It's looking good for the Lakers. But moving on, and I'm going to get y'all out of here on this nice and beautiful and cold Monday out here in L.A. Some recruiting, of course, as always. So four-star power forward slash center Jalen Williams, who is a 6'9", as I stated, power forward slash center out of Fort Smith, Arkansas, currently goes to Northside High School in Fort Smith, Arkansas, Played on the Nike EYBL circuit for Woods Elite, which is the Arkansas affiliate of the Nike EYBL. They produced a couple of good players like Malik Monk, uh, just to name or just to name him. He's probably the most notable one. But they definitely have some talent coming out of the state of Arkansas. I've done multiple podcasts about how much um, Arkansas is in a really good spot when it comes to basketball talent right now. But for Woods Elite this past summer on the Nike EYBL circuit. Jalen Williams averaged 10.4 points per game, shooting 43% from the field, 1.8 assists per game, 9.6 rebounds per game, 1 steal per game, and 1 block per game. Jalen Williams is your old-school type power forward slash center. He can stretch out the floor really, really good when it comes to post play. He has a hook shot with his right hand. He has a hook shot with his left hand. He's efficient when he gets down low. He's really good at posting up. He's The best thing about him is he kind of plays like Michigan State bigs, like, one thing about Michigan State bigs is like they run the floor hard and they beat you to the spot so they can solidify their position in the post. And Jalen Williams is really good at doing that. He does that to a T, and that's one thing a lot of college coaches liked about him. But his college recruitment came down ultimately between Arkansas and Auburn. He had a whole bunch of other offers like um, UConn, uh, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, uh, Illinois, Iowa State, a whole bunch of offers. But he came down to Arkansas and Auburn. And on Saturday, November 23rd, he ended up committing to his home state school of Arkansas. He will be headed to play for the Hogs and coach and muscleman in Fayetteville, Arkansas, next year in the SEC. He will be joining Moses Moody, who is a five-star product from the state of Arkansas, too. I believe he's from Little Rock and Devontae Devo Davis, who is from Jacksonville, Arkansas. So they have a really good team. I already mentioned, I did a podcast when, back when Eric Musselman was first hired as the head coach at Arkansas, and I knew he was going to do a great job. But the best thing about this is that he's getting the local um, grown home state talent, and that's the best thing that you can do. Getting these three players is really, really special. They're trying to build a fantastic four, even though sadly they missed out on Chris Moore, who's from the state, but ended up going to Auburn, or he's headed to Auburn next year. But they could still get a fantastic four. I believe KK Robinson, who I believe is also from Little Rock, Arkansas, um, currently goes to Oak Hill Academy. He's a six foot point guard. I believe he announces his commitment, um, or his college decision this this upcoming Saturday between Kansas and all and Arkansas, excuse me. And I think ultimately he will be joining the Razorbacks. So things are really looking up for. Uh, Razorback fans. Um, Arkansas has a really good coach in Eric Musselman. I already said he has uh, NBA pedigree. He has all the experience in the world. He knows how to win college basketball games. He is, a, he is a, an elite head coach. And the SEC definitely got a lot better when they added Eric Musselman. But getting a guy like Jalen Williams is a really, really good, solid foundation piece for the future of your program. And Eric Musselman is getting off to a very, very good recruiting start when it comes to Arkansas Razorback basketball. So, With that being said, though, as always, it's been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. You guys have a great, great, great rest of your week. Man, Thanksgiving is coming up slowly but surely. I can't even tell you how much I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays, um, honestly, just because of food like everybody else. But man, I love me some yams, some green beans. Um, I'm not a big turkey fan, but I do love some ham. My favorite, though, is definitely mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese like nobody else on this planet. But Let me not get y'all that hungry. Just saying how much I love Thanksgiving. But as always, man, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share. Tune in to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and reaching out. I dropped a couple good articles. I'm dropping another one probably at the end of this week. If not, next week for sure. But, man, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports as always. But as again... You guys have a great rest of your week. Have a beautiful and blessed rest of your day. This has been another episode of the Kevo Barron's Hoops Podcast. Peace, love, and blessings gone.